Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, in this amazing sister podcast, The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Here's where we spill transfer pricing secrets, which countries are cracking down on compliance. Spoiler alert, all of them. Which multinationals are high-fiving on their way out of tax court? And, well, basically, what to be aware of is you're transacting around the globe. So let's get to it. Here's the transfer pricing scoop, hot off the press. How much power does the EU Commission have? It seems the Commission itself is trying to figure that out, and the General Court of the European Union isn't exactly helping. In a September 24th decision, the court overturned a state aid decision in Netherlands versus Commission and relieved the Netherlands of the so-called burden of collecting 26 million euros from the Starbucks subsidiary for allegedly giving the coffee giant an unfair tax advantage against its caffeinated competition. Yes, in some countries, collecting 26 million euros is apparently a chore. Talk about scrutiny. The EU Commission made a case about a 2008 APA between the Netherlands and a Starbucks subsidiary, insisting that the agreements should have applied the comparable uncontrolled price method instead of the transactional net margin method. Them's fighting words, if you ask us. The court said the commission exceeded its authority. The commission clung to Article 107 of the Treaty on the Functioning of the European Union, which prohibits tax measures that favor some taxpayers over others. But the court said, sorry, APAs don't count as special treatment. Well, yeah. So the commission's power is limited after all, sort of. The catch is that on the same day, the same court dismissed Luxembourg's appeal regarding a 2015 fiat decision, which costs fiat 23.1 million euros. Here, the commission argued that Fiat's APA used the TNMM inappropriately to reduce Fiat's taxable profits, and this time, the court agreed. So how much power does the commission have? Hey, would you let us know if you uh, figure it out? Well, it is official. Qatar has country-by-country report requirements, and they take effect on or after fiscal year January 1st, 2018. Here's how it goes. Multinationals headquartered in Qatar must submit CBC reports and notifications with the General Tax Authority if you meet the 3 billion Qatari Riyal, that's 824 million U.S. dollars, consolidated group revenue threshold. If you're located in Qatar but not an ultimate parent entity, looks like you're off the hook for now. I mean, regs like this change with the wind. If you are required to file, do so within 12 months of the reporting fiscal year and use the OECD's template to do it. The GTA is setting up an electronic portal where you submit in XML only, please. If you're a tax resident entity of Qatar, but your ultimate parent company is outside of Qatar, forget everything I just said because CBCR requirements don't apply to you. Of course, any information you submit in, you would better submit all of it if you want to avoid non-compliance penalties of up to 500 Qatari Rial per day. That's roughly 140 US dollars. Will be shared with 54 countries with whom Qatar has exchanged relationships. So there's that to look forward to also. Believe me when I say we feel your pain about producing rock-solid transfer pricing documentation, but setting up those regulations is no picnic either. Okay, we don't expect you to come through with violence for tax authorities, but show a little compassion, especially for those authorities in developing countries. I mean, where do they even start? The Platform for Collaboration on Tax has one idea. 
Thanks to a request by the G20, the group, a joint initiative of the International Money Fund, the OECD, the United Nations, and World Bank Group, just released a draft toolkit for developing countries, a sort of how to implement transfer pricing documentation regs for dummies guide. Granted, not as catchy as astrology for dummies or beekeeping for dummies, but definitely more useful. When drafted correctly, documentation regulations should include enough information so tax authorities can identify high-risk transfer pricing, and not so much that multinationals are slapped with excessive compliance costs. The draft toolkit guides developing countries in finding that balance. It provides background information on transfer pricing regimes, discusses general policy options, and highlights individual types of documentation, master, local, and CBC reports. There are even a few real-life examples of how various countries have gone about their own transfer pricing practices, want to have a say in how developing countries are tightening their transfer pricing belts. The platform is accepting comments on the draft until November 8th and plans to release a final toolkit in early 2020. So speak now or, well, fill out the document documentation later. That's the scoop this week, but it's certainly not the last word on new documentation requirements, court battles, and sorry, country-by-country country reports. The transfer pricing news keeps coming, and here's where you'll find it. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify. That's the Fiona Show, hot off the press, and we'll deliver the headlines every week. And if you can't get enough of transfer pricing, and who can, go ahead and subscribe to our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, where you'll hear in-depth discussions on issues, court cases, and more. This podcast was edited, engineered, and hosted by yours truly, Matthew DeMello, executive producer, Mary Lynn Mitchum-Strom writes our scripts. We'll be back next week with more transfer pricing scandals. I mean news, hot off the press. 